Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Today, I've got my friend from the States, but originally from Canada, as I learned on the phone, Orly Amore. Orly is a business coach for coaches, for entrepreneurs. She's a public speaker herself that speaks all over the world. And I just learned had a, a background in coaching high level corporate world too, and switched to coaches and entrepreneurs as well. So Orly, thanks for your time today. Hey, thank you for having me, Ben. I'm uh, I'm really excited to talk today. Uh, as you know, when we talked on the phone, I'm getting into my own speaking career too. And I know you've done a lot of that. So I can't wait to jump all in. Um, but before we do any of that, you coach coaches and entrepreneurs and speakers now all over the world, but I want to hear your story. How did that begin? How did you get to where you are? So there's two stories. So I'll give you the 18 second version because it's uh, it's kind of grim. It's my personal story. I never really wanted to tell my story. So mm-hmm. I was a beaten up child. I was molested four times before the age of 14. I was raped three times before the age of 22, twice gang raped, nine months apart, left for dead. I was also married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. And as a result of that, I gained a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest. Coming out of that, um, and I also had four abortions, but when I came out of all that, and and I had to make my own journey. Um, I also finished my MBA, my law degree, and had three very successful businesses, and actually now two. So it's, it's not less, but there you have it. That's that story. And that led me to speak um, all over the world, but all mostly over the all over the country in the beginning. And I was asked to speak at a women's shelter. That's where I met a woman that wanted to end her life that morning. And uh, she asked me to help her. So I realized that my story was not just for me and I should not be ashamed of sharing it, that it is a good thing to share. And uh, that that's how we impact people's lives. That's exactly why we get into this business. So I quit property management, which I was doing for 25 years. And I quit all that stuff. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to have impact. And that's the reason I went into public speaking. So that's my first story. Wow. That's a, I was not expecting that. That's a, right. that's a crazy story. So I, I'm curious how, you know, I mean, so many people that have dealt with traumatic stuff, probably not nearly what you did, but they get stuck in their lives. What made you different? How did you get out of that? I, when I, my first talk, my first motivational talk was in that women's shelter. <laughs> and, um, and the way that I explained it at the shelter, the way that I spoke about it was more about how many times do you think of people who have hurt you? Traumatic experiences happen to all of us. And it's not a competition of stories. There's, there's people who've, can't, who've overcome cancer, who've lost children. I mean, there's big stories out there. So it's not a competition of stories. But how I overcame is that I was mentioning on that stage is that we are giving them power, giving our perpetrators power by by losing ourselves in the story, meaning it's a story. Yes, it happened. Yes, it's sad. Yes, it took time to heal. But now we got to let it go. And letting it go is the hardest thing people have to do. I also did not want to share my story for 16 years. I didn't even tell a person uh, all my stories, right? I mean... I just said, oh, no, everything's fine. You know, I never, because I was so successful in business, that's what people expect of you, but they don't know the inside story. So I even have a meme, you know, people who criticize what the way you live are the same people that criticize, you know, don't know how you, you know, the pain you went through to get there. Mm-hmm. And 
So there you go. So uh, the way I got over it is that I was not going to let that happen to me. I was not going to stay a victim. And I just took it upon myself to read books, to listen to people who have been there, done that, and and just let go. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing. And uh, <laughs> you make it sound so simple. Just let it go. It yeah. is. Well, <laughs> it is when you think about it, right? Yeah. Have you ever read the book, you know, the Positive Thinking, you know, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale? Long time ago, yeah. Uh, right, a long time ago. Yeah, that's fine. So the thing is that there's a story in there that actually talks about a man who nobody ever saw sad, mad, you know, uh, upset about anything his whole life. He's 94 years old. So they brought him on this TV show. And the um, the interviewer said, so do you know why you're here, sir? And he's like, no, but I'm happy to be here. He's always happy, right? And so uh, he said to me, well, my audience, he said to him, my audience and I want to know if you have a secret to being happy. And he said, well, you know, I get up in the morning and I look at my two hands. One is to be happy and the other is not to be happy. And I just choose to be happy. And the interviewer goes, that's it? And he says, yeah, pretty much. And so when you say I make it look easy, it's not easy. It's a choice. Mm, amazing. Incredible. So your first talk was at the women's shelter. Yeah. Then you made a decision. This is what I want to do. I want to have greater impact. Correct. And that led to and, what? I mean, now you're and doing that what led you're doing to today. speaking all over the world. Yeah. And when I was I was on tour in in Europe, and after I got back from Europe, uh, that was in 2010. When I got up and uh, from Europe, I went to um, I went to Arlington, Texas, for a talk. I was in, hired to speak there at a huge business conference. And in the breakout for speakers, I was standing there, um, just minding my own business. And these three guys came over to me, obviously speakers. And it was kind of creepy, you know, three guys coming over to me now that you know my story. It was kind of creepy. And they said, aren't you Orly Amore? I said, yeah. Uh, do I know you? Sorry, don't remember. So they said, no, we've never met before, but uh, we've seen you on the circuit. I'm like, okay. So we started just talking and networking. And at one point, one of them says to me, so how did you get this gig? I'm just curious, you know? And I said, well, I don't know. I called. I told them what I speak about. They paid me and I'm here. Mm -hmm. They all looked at me like if I had three heads. You got paid? And I'm like, oh, no, what did I just do? Right? <laughs> like in my head, it was panic. And I said, no, you guys didn't. And they're like, no, we got our expenses paid, but we didn't get paid. And by the way, Ben, this was the first aha moment for me, knowing that speakers don't get paid. And I was baffled because I've always gotten paid. That's 16 hours, 16 years into my speaking career. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you didn't get paid? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that started my journey about coaching people how to do this business so that they can get paid. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I can imagine that. What? <laughs> and I was like, so like scared. I was, I wanted to go see the event planner and say, listen, I think I goofed big time because I was the only one who got paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I want to, before we jump into strategy, because I know a lot of people listening, as I mentioned to you before, they're, they're entrepreneurs, they're business people, they're career driven people. So they may or may not desire to do public speaking per se, where they're paid speakers. Uh, but there's no doubt that it's in their business. It's in their career. Right. So I want to talk strategy about that stuff. Before we talk strategy, I know we were talking about this a bit earlier is, so you teach people how to become public speakers. But what do you speak on around the world, though? What When you're going around and you're giving talks, 
What is it I today? teach people how to speak, but I also teach them how to get paid. So it's business side of the speaking world, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the teaching of the speaking is a secondary thing more than teaching them how to make the money that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And what do I speak on? Which I thank you so much for asking that question. You know I mean? Nobody ever asks me what I speak on. So the first thing I speak on is um, your, your network is your net worth. And that is more about networking and how to build a tribe and so on and so forth and how to make money from your own network. So if you, my, my, my advocacy is that if you're not making enough money, you don't know enough people. Very simple, right? And then the second thing I speak about is how to close the deal 98% of the time through profiling. So I'm a trained and a certified behavior analyst. And I go around the world teaching salespeople how to close the deal, but I don't teach sales. I just teach them how to read people, you know, through body language, ego states, and personality types. And that's what I'm really known for in the corporate world. Very cool. (laughs) It has nothing to do with public speaking. And the third thing I teach is mindset mastery, which is more on the, you know, on the side of trauma and how to get out of it easily, right? I mean, you said it earlier, you make it seem so easy. Well, I had to do my own work about that. And there's a cute story to that. But I created a program called called uh, Mindset Mastery. And so it's a long time ago. It was like 20 years ago. It was really cool. That's awesome. Really amazing. I mean, we probably have five different episodes we could do just some what you just shared, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me whenever you're ready. <laughs> I, I do want to talk, let's talk speaking. So um, okay. I know you, you mentioned you teach speaking secondary because of the, really the business is speaking. I want to talk strategy and speaking though. And maybe for people listening that thinking, well, you know, I'm not a speaker. So how does this apply to me? Give, give me your insights on where this matters in the business and the corporate world. Absolutely. So I hope that your audience loves what they do, no matter what it is that they're doing is that they love it, right? Because what's the point, right? The the point is not only about making money in this in any business, it's about doing what you love so that you can have a longevity in it. And when you are talking about business, and you love it, you talk about it anyway. You talk about it to your friends, to your family, to to strangers when they, you know, in networking events, when somebody says, well, what do you do, right? And everybody's like, oh, I'm a financial planner. So immediately the people listening to them are going to say, well, I don't need a financial planner. I have one. My cousin is one. My uncle is one, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we get away from that? So if we said I'm a public speaker, oh, really? What do you speak about? Mm -hmm. Strategy financial strategy, whatever you want to call it kind of a thing. But um, speaking helps you get business. So whether you're a good speaker or not a good speaker, I always tell people whether they started yesterday or today, it doesn't matter. I can make them a star immediately. But my point is that speaking will get them more clients. It's the one-to-many instead of one-to-one, right? One-to-one is exhausting, but one-to-many helps you get more clients. Now, again, back to am I a good speaker or a bad speaker? It doesn't matter. If you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to make a sale somehow, some way. Amazing. So doing what you love and then using it as a leverage, leverage tool to actually grow your business. Yeah, it's a marketing tool. If you think about it, it's actually the most effective marketing tool for any business. Mm. 
Because again, it's one too many. Tell your story, make a point, give them a case study, make another point, and then close it with a nice quote that will make them, you know, feel the warm and fuzzy. And you already have a talk. It's not so hard. It's right. about just talking about what you love. Awesome. <laughs> That's really awesome. I, I'm curious about, um, so there's a basic framework that you could just rewind and listen to and then come up with that. Uh, I, I am curious about a couple strategies. What about the person that says, well, that sounds fine, but you say, even if I'm not a good speaker, it doesn't matter, but I want some, I want some tactics. Give me something that I want to get better. The, I mean, to me, the obvious is practice, you know, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, practice is good. But good practice is better, right? I mean, that's why we host speaker training boot camps. But my point here is that you should not get into your head of what is good and what is bad, because mm -hmm. there is an audience there for you. I mean, Ben, you know, there's 64,000 events a day in America, Canada and the United States that pay speakers 64,000, you're not going to miss an opportunity. Maybe if you're bad, they're not going to call you back. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. So the whole thing about how do you become a good speaker is just practicing your voice. Uh, articulator stimulators are good because they make you not fumble on your words so you can articulate well. Uh, knowing your 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 material. Right. I mean, if you're a good speaker, you're actually not fumbling. You're not, you're in a rational state. You, you're on fire. It's just like if you were in front of a new client, you wouldn't say, I'm a hundred times. You would probably just talk, right? hundred mm percent. -hmm. Right. Um, and another, uh, another thing is getting out of your own way. Those people who have the butterflies, right? I'm, I mean, listen, a fear of public speaking is number one before death. I've heard so, that, yeah. Right? That, yeah, you heard that. And it's true. I mean, I've talked to some people who said, yeah, I'd rather be shot than to be on stage. Yeah. And, um, but that fear of public speaking, those butterflies that are like almost making you hurl before you go on stage, there's people who have done that. And so what my suggestion is, Think about making it powerful, making it something that you would use as a tool instead of the fear part. Use it to connect with the audience because you're emotional. If you're emotional on stage, you're going to connect better than if you're a dictator on stage, right? So we want to connect with the audience. The only way to do it and to stay authentic is to embrace those butterflies. I still get them. I've been speaking for 25 years full time and I still get those butterflies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know even as I've uh, I've done lots of speaking, as I mentioned, kind of like in my private business for years, 15 years, and then recently in the public. And to this day, I same thing before any talk I do, I still get them. What I've, what I've noticed, I'm sure you feel the same way too, is there's for, for those of you that maybe think, oh man, that's so scary. Um, you've probably heard it said, but it, nervousness and excitement create a very similar physiological response in the body. Agreed. Right. So Agreed. You, you can be, oh, I'm so nervous or man, I'm so excited to deliver. Mm -hmm. right? it, uh, <laughs> it's good for sure. Um, let's talk, you talked about it briefly earlier. Now, everyone listening, this next subject is going to be important for their lives. And whether that's in their business, whether that's in their family, their community, whatever it might be. But let's go back to building your tribe. When you talk about that, first of all, I'm curious how you would even define that what would you when when you're talking to someone about building your tribe what do you even mean by that i mean build a following of um of 
dedicated or loyal, loyal people, I was looking for the word loyal more than dedicated, loyal following is people who just want to hear from you, who want to know what you're saying. You become an influencer when you do that. And becoming an influencer is what you want to do in any business, because you influence your employees, you influence your clients, and you influence everyone around you, whether you know it or not, just by being who you are. And, you know, by being successful, people just come to you and say, hey, what do you think about that? Right? I mean, people are just wanting to hear what you have to say. Mm. Building influence also helps you get what? Referrals. You know, for your business. Oh, you know, and why do they talk about, I mean, constantly, I hear this about content marketing, right? I don't do it. But I do some of it, right? And even that some of it, because I built my tribe, I get people following me even more. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's really cool. I decided in 2018. And if I can tell you this really short story is that I decided in 2018 on LinkedIn to be very adamantly working LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. And I had maybe 4,700 followers and I mean, connections, not followers, followers. I had a few hundred, Mm -hmm. but I had 4,700 connections plus. And I, I was adamant about doing this every single day, connecting with my avatar clients, right? And I did that every single day for three years. 18, so 19 by by 2019, 2020, by 21, by March of 2021, I was at 30,000 connections and 31,000 followers. Wow. Because building your tribe makes you an influencer and more and more people want to be around you. More and more people want to hear what you have to say. Whatever business you're in does not matter. A little bit of your personal is great, but you use Facebook for that. I don't even use Facebook. Can't stand it. But I don't like social media to begin with. (laughs) So I'm not a good advocate. But uh, LinkedIn was my way of building my tribe. You know, you got to know where your tribe lives. Where do they hang out? If you're speaking to millennials or even younger than that, they're on TikTok. They're on Instagram, right? And so you got to know where they live. Mm -hmm. Um, Having followers is also giving them something to read about you. You know, I mean, like really you got to give content because you've got to be the influencer. But it is important. That's awesome. And I think what you did is, a great strategy for people wanting to build. Cause I, again, a lot of people are wanting to build their brand. Right. And even that LinkedIn strategy you talked about where you picked a platform that where your avatar clients were the people you wanted to connect with most correct, focused on building that. And, uh, as I've been learning more and more about branding, say I like social media, it's a kind of a love hate. And, uh, but, but there is things I love about it. What I've realized though, is that you're in the beginning for sure. You're probably not going to be massive on every platform and to pick a platform that the people you want to be with most are on and focus on building that. Correct. If it's Facebook, great. Instagram, great. LinkedIn, great. Exactly. TikTok, exactly. whatever that is for you, right? Correct. And that's what you did. And I can only imagine, well, number one, when you grow from however, 300 followers to 31,000 from 4,000 uh, connections to 30,000, I can only imagine the impact that's made, how many more people you're reaching. And then of course, from a business standpoint, what that's done too. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be totally massive. So, so that's one even strategy to start building your tribe. So describing what it is, people who want to hear from you, right? People who want to know what you're saying, you're, you really become an influence in their lives, which is, I guess what an influencer is, right? And, um, 
maybe maybe a couple other things in your mind of how would they go about of of building that so i mean even if we talk some basics you, you mentioned the term avatar client a lot of people listening probably don't even know what that is that's okay. probably one thing right is you know sure. defining that right i love that <laughs> yes defining yeah. well you know i mean being detailed being detailed about who your avatar client is. So an avatar client basically is your ideal client. That's what an avatar is. It's your ideal. And so when you put together that it's a person that's between 35 and 65, and I don't know, not financial planners usually look for women, 35 to 65, independent, all, all solopreneurs, whatever that is for you, put it together, put it on a piece of paper so you can look at it vividly because that will also show you not only who is your ideal client, but if it needs to be tweaked, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody is the same, right? Not everybody's avatar is the same or ideal client is the same, where they live, where they are, age bracket, geographically, you know, uh, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an avatar. When you're talking about business, you who who do you need to meet? So you need to meet these people, right? Where do they hang out? People who are in business hang out with more people who are in business because what your goal is not to meet your avatar client. Your goal is to meet your avatar referral partner. Mm. And a referral partner is basically somebody who knows you, knows what you do, likes you, has heard one good story about you because their client, a client of yours said something. Mm -hmm. Those people become your referral partners. They might not use your services, but they will refer to you. You become top of mind. Mm -hmm. The second thing you need to do as a strategy is to actually network. Right? Mm -hmm. I said network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. Networking is, I know a lot of people hate it because mm -hmm. physically when they go to networking events, it's an exchange of business cards and they just hate it. Everybody's trying to sell somebody to somebody. Yeah, yeah that's just ridiculous. And I agree with that. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. In order to do it strategically, you need to find groups that have your avatar client in them. If they're business owners, CEOs of companies, whatever that is for you, that's where you want to hang out. That's the first step. Then you check out the, the event a few times. You go to it maybe they, if it's weekly, you want to go every week for the first three months. You want to make it a point to look at who's in, who's out, who's meeting with you one-to-one, -one, who's really a giver, who's wanting to refer to you and want to learn what you do. Those who just say, oh, look, I do this, I do that. And by the way, if you know of anybody, please let them know. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody that does that automatically is not a good referral partner. For sure. <laughs> They're takers, not givers. For and sure. there's a huge difference. Yeah. So strategically, networking is important. I I definitely recommend people network two to three times a week. It's not easy, but it's not hard either. The, the goal is to find connection with three people from each time. Mm. Just get them on your calendar, have a one-to-one. -one. It doesn't have to be an hour, just 20 minutes. 20 minutes, know what they do, talk about what you do, and see if there is a synergy to refer business, not to sell to them. Hmm. If you come from, you know, I always say you're here to serve, not to sell. If hmm. you're serving, if you're coming from a service place, you will make connections that will eventually either buy from you or refer to you. Yeah, I think that's awesome. <clears throat> I remember, uh, I think it was Bob Berg stuff, but it doesn't really yes. matter. But 
He's but, one of my best friends. <laughs> oh, is that right? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. But I remember the idea that all things being equal, people do business with people they like and trust. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. like and trust. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I remember early in my career, as I was building my financial agency, when I first started, it was just me solo. And I was such a beginner that I was what you described. <laughs> I like go and connect with mortgage brokers and realtors, not interested in how I could build a referral part. I just wanted to tell them what I did and then see if they, re- I got no referrals, <laughs> you know, none. I mean, why I would you, it. right? Why would you? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And realizing that makes zero sense to approach it that way. But it, here's yeah. a, a really cool story. Um, my, my friend, Mark, who has like over 250,000 people in his database, and mm-hmm. I have a huge database, but we decided to go to a networking event together. It was a while ago, mm-hmm. but we decided to go to this networking event. And he says to me, he invited me. So he said, oh, there's going to be like 300 people there or 600 people there. I don't know what he said. And I said, okay, I'll go with you, you know. So we're in the elevator going up, right? And I say to him, so uh, how many business cards did you bring with you? And so he shows me this big stack, right? And he says, well, how many did you bring with you? And I said, I took out three, just three business cards. And he's like, what are you going to do with that? There's going to be 300 people there. I'm like, I bet you that I leave with all three. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we, I leave with all three. And he's like, okay, it's a bet. What are we betting on? I said, if I lose you, I buy you dinner. If you lose, you buy me dinner. I mean, we've known each other for years, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to the event. We're networking. Fast forward, we're in the elevator again, leaving the place. And I said, so how many business cards did you collect? And he's like showing me this huge stack. And he's like, well, how many did you collect? And I show him this little stack. Then I said to him, so how many business cards do you have left of your own? And he said, well, I ran out of those a long time ago. And he goes, well, how many business cards do you have left? And I took out all three. Mm. And he's like, well, how can that be possible? I said, because most people are takers, not givers. So they never asked me for my card. Mm. I only give my card if you ask for it. Wow. Wow. Cute story, right? Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Not a person asked. <laughs> yes, not one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh, boy. Crazy. So, I mean, that's a lot of good stuff. We got building your tribe. We got really using whatever it is you love, assuming you're doing what you love. If you're not, that'd be a good tip. Find something you love, right? <laughs> right. Right. And or make uh, it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Make it. That's a great point. And then I guess just in closing too, so as we, you know, people listening, we get a bunch of strategies, things they can apply in their business right away. Um, there's a few things that I want to do in closing. First and foremost is LinkedIn sounds like the best place to find you, right? One of the best places. Yeah. And I can, you know, Orly Amore is not a common name. So for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the other ones people can connect with you on? People can text me directly, 917-515-6803. And and yes, definitely LinkedIn is a great place to let me know that they connected with me through this, uh, you know, listening. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes there. Um, I know you've got a couple of things and then I want to close with a tip for them, but you've got a couple of things uh, that we talked a little bit about earlier in terms of um, connecting with you. So there's the text, but you also mentioned that people, if they want to get on the calendar with you. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes, they can get on my calendar for a 20-minute discovery call. It's completely complimentary. No, there's no pitch. I just want to help people that want to maybe just, you know, storm brainstorm with me and be a sounding board for them so they can get on my calendar and I'll send you the link for my calendar. 
Perfect. If you want to send that. And then you've also got the uh, speaker training bootcamp. Talk to us yeah, about what that is and yeah, share that with us. Speakers training bootcamp.com. They can go to the website and see everything we do. So once a month, we have a two and a half days in a live studio in uh, Miami where we actually get them to do a keynote for three minutes. It's not as easy as you think because that's the hardest keynote to ever give is a three minute keynote. Um, and we also give them their sizzle reel, which is a video that shows their talent and also a photo shoot. And all that is happening within two and a half days, giving them feedback and training them to speak about six times on a stage. So they get to do this over and over again. It's kind of exhausting, but it's so much fun. Cool. Uh, so it happens in Miami every month. And if you go to speakerstrainingbootcamp.com, you'll see that the price for it is $49.97. But because you mentioned, if you email me and you mentioned Ben, uh, Ben's show, then I will uh, reduce it by $3,000. So it's only going to be $19.97. I think That's it's huge. A That's yes. a great deal. You got to love yes. that. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. And then I want you to close with this. We've talked a lot of business strategy. Um, I'm I'm big on, as I know you now, I really know what you've done in your life and how you've transformed. I'm big on changing our lives, right? And how we can transform. So as people listening to this, this will be released the early part of 2023, what would be one thing you would want to leave people with on how they can go and make this year the best year of their life? First thing I'm going to say is, if you have a message, somebody's willing to pay for it. So don't worry about if you know it, don't know it. Mm. That's my first thing. And the second thing that's really important to know is that your net, you know, your network is your net worth. So don't be shy to reach out to people. Some will, some won't. Who cares who's next? That's really what I say to myself almost every day because that help you helps you amplify where you're at so you don't stay stuck in whatever is not serving you. Mm, amazing. I love it. This is great. Well, hey, thank you so much for the time. I love this. And Thanks. I know our audience is going to love it too. And uh, connect you. with Orly, everybody. Learn more about her if you want to connect with her one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, I know that'll be a great 20-minute conversation for you. So for sure. if you're sharing this on social media, make sure to tag Orly, tag myself. If you're new to the show, click subscribe. And we appreciate you very much. We'll talk to you soon, everyone.